0: 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer with you, along with Mark Spector, Stauffer and Spector for the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Again, live racing Saturdays and Sundays out at Century Mile. They launched it Sunday. Uh, I'll be honest. I I last Edmonton Oil Kings game of the season, as it turned out. So I took that one in. I know on Sunday, uh, Mark Spector was patiently waiting to watch uh, episode three. Of Game of Thrones, right? Spec, that's you're, you're you're that Game of Thrones guy, aren't you?
1: I've never watched a minute of Game of Thrones in my life. I've never watched a minute. You've well, never watched it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just I, now I'm at the point. I don't even know how many seasons they are in. Yeah. But I'm at that point where if you start watching season one, episode one now, like, am I not in for like 50 hours of television?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So I don't even want to start down the road. Yeah. I'll if save they're, myself. they groove in a season eight, there, in the was, couch.
0: there was watch parties. And, oh yeah, and the reactions to the watch parties was like watching fans watch you know yeah. international so- like the World Cup. Oh for sure, it's a big deal. I Is feel like
1: I've the train has left the station. Yes, I'm not catching it anymore. Yeah, I'll get the next one. There are lots of days
0: I felt that way, and lots of different things. Yeah, in my me too. My like, yeah. parenting has made me feel that way. <laughs> like, you know, I had all these great ideas when I was younger. What the hell happened here? What happened there? Oh, so much to get to, Spec. Um, well, let's do this. Uh, just before we get into uh, the GM search and where we're potentially at that, and I know you've chimed in and we'll talk about some of the Oilers' prospects moving forward because you've, you've hit on that uh, just in the last half hour. Uh, but uh, today, the uh, Oilers organization uh, put out um, their season seat and premium renewal campaign. It's kicking off packages of uh, hit the, they're gonna be in the mailboxes today uh, I know uh, there's been a couple tweets out on that and uh, I, I guess the, the key things number one a price freeze uh, we've got a tough economy right now in the province of Alberta uh-huh. I, I think most of us oh uh, there's a lot of people out there whose businesses small businesses have been reeling for the last two or three years who's to blame for that that's a different political conversation for a different time um, but anyhow, bottom line, the team did not perform at the level that everybody was hoping to see it perform at the last couple of years. Tough economy. So, so number one, we've got a price freeze, which has not been sort of a, a consistent approach over the last several years, but there is a price freeze this year. Number two, um, 15% off for food and beverage at Oilers games for uh, uh, Oilers fans that have got a season seat card, additional game tickets to take place for se- at season seat pricing, that sort of thing, um, which hasn't traditionally been done in the past. All spec, uh, you know, an increase on ticket price, listing minimums on orders ticket uh, exchange, because what would happen is you could actually, you just had to wait and go on that orders ticket exchange. You'd get the tickets for much lower than people paid for their of course. Re- regular season seats. Monthly open practices, exclusive. We know how hard it is to get around in that building at times, mm. and they're opening the. Uh, opening similar practices that's going to be something that the new general manager and who, 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 now now, I would suspect
1: start. that, uh, I'm not sure if they'll do that in Rogers or if they'll do that in the smaller yeah. uh, ve- uh, venue, right? What when do we, we call say, that
0: ring? When we say the new general manager, we have an acting general manager of this team. He very well might turn out to be the new yeah, general manager. Sure. But we'll get into that conversation. You know, again, right now, Keith Kretzky is the acting general manager and the interim head coach is Ken Hitchcock, who's to say what happens moving forward. Weekly building tours exclusive to season seat holders as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the Green Bay Packers do... Uh, right. Uh, building tours all the time uh, with Lambeau Field, so there's lots of different things. How much of you think this is a a reflection on the response that you know? I mean, there was a lot of surveying that took place back here.
1: Well, listen, the one thing the Oilers do in in good times and bad is they're big on surveys. They know what their season seat holders, their customers, right? Their primary A customers, their box holders, they know what they're thinking because they're engaged with them and they survey them, right? There's lots of back and forth with emails and all that. And obviously after a bad season, they, you know, got the feedback, likely the feedback they expected. And I want to say this, you mentioned the aftermarket, the after, yeah, the aftermarket, right, Right. for ticket sales. And that is has taken hold of all of professional sports now. This is just not an issue. Oh, no, no. And, And it really has. It's really, it's all organizations in every sport. I was reading a piece the other day. The minute you invest in a season ticket at a certain price for the entire season, whether it be football or baseball, and the minute that ticket starts showing up on the aftermarket for a lesser number than you paid, the... Scalper, Let's call him a scalper. He does fine. Like, he's doing what he's doing. But the responsibility falls back to the team. And the Oilers didn't invent the aftermarket. What did Pat Quinn used to say? It's not their fault, but it is their problem. Yeah. And that this is a likely a large reaction to that, and that's fair.
0: So I only kind of... Uh did handle the Q&A for one... I believe there was nine total seasons. About about this year, about 1,200 people came through for the nine events where Bob Nicholson was... The available. breakfast, yeah. Yeah, and Stu McD- part of it was we were on the road. That was part of the issue. But yep. I know that Gene Principe did one. Jack did a couple. I think Rob Brown and Reed Wilkins did a couple. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, you, you could feel the frustration. And, and oh. that, was, that was one of the biggest areas was... You know, people can go in on this market and go buy themselves, uh, you know, get an get old game cheaper than I'm paying for my season. Yeah. And then, and then the fans complain that the building's 80% Maple Leafs, but that's fans. That's the game you got to make your money on when you put it back
1: on. Yeah, sure. Right? Hey, listen, the only way to turn the tide in that is to put a winning team on the ice, Bob. Yes. When a winning team is on the ice, Win. now the aftermarket is charging charging more Win. than I paid back in September. All right. And right? Who, yes. That's the way to solve the problem. Yeah. Put a winning team in the that, ice. That that is the way. to solve Winning solves everything.
0: Here's what we're going to do. We're very quickly going to step out here, and uh, when we get back, uh, we're going to get into a conversation. Brendan, if you could build about a two and a half minute break here, uh, we'll get into a conversation on where we uh, where we think we're he- where we're at, where we're headed with the GM search. Stoffer Inspector again for horse racing Alberta live racing Saturdays and Sundays out at Century Mile. <sighs> This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. And again, we'll get to uh, more of the conversation on uh, the season seats because that's normally we'd bring, so Stu McDonald would do two segments a year with us. Uh, once on this day or within a couple days of when the launch takes place for renewals and then once again in the summer. So we are going to go down that path. Stu will join us uh, today at 135. And, spec. you hit on it. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, yes, economy is a factor. A huge factor. But, you know, team performance is also an issue as well. Um, It's interesting. We had John Shannon on yesterday's show. Mm -hmm. Uh, He believes the process is open there's lots of different theories out there in, in terms of who's in the potential mix right now particularly uh, the Ken Holland theory that seems to be all yeah. over the map don't yeah. you think yeah Ken Sean Burke's another one like y- some people are strong on Sean Burke being in the mix and others not so strong on Sean Burke being in the mix I'm, um that you know I, what do you think of Ken Holland well i
1: think that in a very complicated like this is a complex Job here. You know, I would make the argument to you that this might not be an entry level job, even for experienced people like McCrimmon and Mark Hunter. uh, Maybe you need to have some experience. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm making the argument. Ken Holland has tons of experience. Now, those people listening who are not Ken Holland fans will point to the fact that uh, his last few years in Detroit, the Red Wings have become a little bit capped out here and they're not that good a team. Mm -hmm. Right? So, You know, I always wonder about those things. They build a new arena. The owner's pressing them to sign some people. Uh, You know, how much of that was Ken Holland? How much of that was external pressures? I don't have a clue, frankly. Yeah. But the Ken Holland I know is a very smart, smart hockey guy, and it's going to take a smart hockey guy to turn this thing around.
0: What I would say is when you talk to hockey people that are in the day-to-day minutia of the business, Mm -hmm. there's nothing but the utmost respect for Ken Holland. When you talk to some of the younger hockey fans that apply things like advanced analytics and run numbers, right. there is concern yeah, over Ken Holland. Um, so I understand both perspectives. Right. Kelly McCrimmon. Give me a thought on Kelly McCrimmon. Well,
1: the thing about Kelly McCrimmon is uh, we don't have any of that data to look at, right? We don't have 15 years or 30, 25 years of general managing to pour back over the way we do with Ken Holland. You know, um, let's talk about Brandon, right? runs a good team in Brandon. It hasn't been a team that's dominated the Western League or anything like that, but he's run it for a long time. It's been a successful team. He clearly has an eye for talent. And then they go in as a group and as a team, work under some pretty good, as we look back now, expansion rules and hit a home run in Vegas. So he gets credit for that.
0: Yeah, he, But he's uh, not working under those rules in Edmonton. What's interesting with him is my understanding is basically McPhee took the East and McCrimmon took the West. They, they hmm. split in terms right. of preparing for the expansion draft. When I talk to people around the West, McCrimmon's name is a name. And the same goes for Mark Hunter out of Ontario. Yeah. Like those uh, those two guys are seen for all of you know. When, and I probably in the course of a month would talk to eight to ten people out of the Western League. And then you know, guys, and, and then in terms of the Western Pro Scouts in the NHL, maybe another 8-10 mm-hmm. guy, His name is right at the top of the list for oh, every, for, sure. for everybody that's a, sort of a Westerner, and they're like, you know, he'd have the perfect personality for you. I mean, hey, the the Sun Media or uh, Sun, uh, Post Media did a poll, spec, and Kelly McCrimmon had the most votes. And he had thirty one percent of votes. Now okay. you say that doesn't matter. There was a fair amount of respondents for that, but put it this way: I would say that of the people that I had talked to in Western Canada. He is seen as the best can- Now, yeah, it, You know, a, of the external candidates, and I don't know if all of them were including Ken Holland at that stage. Now, let's contrast that with Mark Hunter. What have you heard on Hunter?
1: Well, Hunter's—I think he's—he's he's McCrimmon East. Yeah. right. He has uh, not a lot of experience in an NHL head office, mm-hmm. right? Um, but some. I think that also mirrors uh, McCrimmon. He's run a he's run a really, really successful franchise in London, more successful than Brandon, however, with huge advantages yes. out there,
0: right? He's working and on advantages that they've deployed.
1: yeah i he's working in it frankly a, a, a unlevel playing field yet he's figured out a way to a win all the time, but b churn out really good players right. You know, he's, I think, listen, let's make this plain. Let's talk about those three guys, Hall and McCrimmon and Hunter. I think they could all do the job. Yeah. They could all do the job. Now we're just choosing flavors. Which flavor of ice cream do you like, Bob? Better.
0: Right. You know? Are uh, we missing, I mean, if those are the top three guys from an external perspective, are we missing anybody? I mean, I mentioned Ross Mahoney. People don't know a lot about Ross, Mm -hmm. but... He's been a very quiet guy. There has
1: been much out there on him.
0: Basically, Brian McClellan pretty much went in and told Ted Leonsis when he sat down after he fired uh, George McPhee, and, and Ted was, uh my understanding, was looking at going external. Mm-hmm. And McClellan, who you would recall as a player, was one of the underrated tough guys who could play uh, mm-hmm. back in the 80s. I mean, he dropped Larry Player for a while. He was, a, <laughs> he was the guy you didn't really wake up. Right. And apparently he woke up Ted Leonsis in that conversation so, Wait a sec here. You fired this guy because he made one bad trade. We have something good here. We've had a really good team for a number of years. We've drafted really well for a number of years. Mm -hmm. We have an excellent farm. It's not broken. It's not broken. You need to stick with the internal plan, and that's kind of, you know, and and Mahoney was part of that. He was sort of the number two for a number of years, and the guy's seen as the lead sort of guy. So Uh, there's another. what, What about Fuda? Yeah, interesting, right? All those years in the OHL, in Owen Sound. The one thing I've heard out of L.A. is uh, strong push from former players. Mm-hmm. Like, they got five or six ex-players back involved in development. Yeah. They all rotate and do different things. Like, at times, Jared Stoll's doing color on TV and working out as an analyst, but he's also working... At times with similar prospects be- okay. in, a, in Ontario. So that's an interesting concept. Matt Green does some pro scouting work, yeah. but he also works with some of the prospects, right? Uh, Glenn Murray has moved up in that organization. And I okay. wonder where Fuda is in terms of the mixture. But he is another name that has a good reputation. He does, but I'm gonna say this like
1: if you're if you're looking at Holland and saying, Geez, I don't like where the wings have been the last five or six years, look at the mess the Kings are in. Yeah. You know? So, and it's not, I think, sorry, Bob, to cut you off. I think you got to remember that, you know, to me, it's not, we're going to pin, we pin everything on Shirelli. We'll pin it all on Holland. Their team efforts, trades that get made, I was just talking to an assistant GM yesterday, trades that get made in organizations, Bob, they take two, three weeks to make. They They go through multiple conversations with multiple people. You know, when a team wins, the general manager doesn't deserve all the credit, and when they lose, the general manager doesn't deserve all
0: of that credit either. The only thing is, in that regard, I mean, and this is, I mean, if you had told me two years ago, after the orders were eliminated by Anaheim, that we'd be sitting in this conversation when McClellan was up for Coach of the Year, Shirelli was up, voted by his peers for GM of the Year. Uh, I would have said you're crazy. I mean, what happened in the end in Edmonton? We don't, you know, I have my theory, and my theory probably different. Like, I think a lot of people, ah, oh, they just got to take a, a blowtorch in there and blow the whole thing up and blow everybody up. I'm not convinced I do think there's aspects of the organization. In fairness to Peter, you know, he he brought Keith Gretzky in and the amateur scouting side. The Oilers have started to develop some prospects. They they committed Jay Woodcroft. Like the you know the the biggest credit for Bakersfield goes to Jay Woodcroft. That's the, I mean, I,
1: I'm. Oh yeah, I'll say, uh, he gets a bunch of credit, but yeah. he's also got some players. He's got some players. He's got some players.
0: And they're And not that's, he's all, got nothing to do with delivering players there. And he's not, and they're not at the you end know? of, like, I, again, overall, I'd only say the orders are a five or six spec. Maybe they're seven and eight with D the prospects. They might just be a five with forward prospects and, that which might be a tip off as to which direction I personally think they should go in the draft at eight.
1: But sure, absolutely. They but but look at their defensive prospects yeah. coming up. They've got a bunch of guys. Yeah, that look like they all. You know, there's six guys that have a good chance to play.
0: All right, back to the manager. Which mm. candidate would be able to push theoretically would get the most would would see the uh, gain the most control upon or would ask for the most control? Which which candidate do you envision? Who's in a better spot here, Holland or a guy like McCrimmon, potentially?
1: Well, listen, uh, they're all in the same spot, Bob, because none of them need the job right okay every guy's well gainfully employed no however, one needs the job however that's the guy you want to hire the, the edmonton, guy that doesn't need a job the guy that doesn't need the job right now i talked to uh, a contact that knows McCrimmon real well and the quote that i will share with you was when that interview ended in edmonton the guys in edmonton probably felt like they were the ones that got interviewed because that's the kind of guy McCrimmon is. So my point is, he, they, all of those guys. Holland's not coming here for something he's not sh- un, that he is unsure of. Nor is McCrimmon or Hunter, right? They will set down the parameters. Here's what it's got to be like if I'm going to take this job. Right. And absolute autonomy for those three candidates, in my opinion, is is ask number one. If you say to them, ah, you know, come be our GM, but you got to check with us before you replace people. You won't get any of them, I see.
0: Yeah. Do you believe, you? Do you believe Peter had full autonomy for the most part? Uh, no. You don't? don't? No. Okay. I do not. Okay. I believe he had a lot of autonomy myself. Okay, well, anyway, that that's to me. Uh, but that is a Ferris. I would completely. Guys g- want to run their own ship. Yeah, but it is a private club of 31 guys to be a GM in this league as well. Yeah, All sure, right, so if you were making the hire. Who would you hire, uh, Mark? That's a good question. Because this might be the last chance you get to do this.
1: <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I don't even think it's a fair... I know I know Kelly some... Uh, Have we missed an internal candidate? Well, we We've haven't not, talked about Keith Gretzky. We haven't talked about Keith. So yeah, give, talk me, about Keith give me a on. On Keith. Well, I'm, he's the one I, I know the most recently, and I really... I'm still here. Here's what I try to figure with Keith. Do I like him because he thinks the same way I think about the game? Because we have lots of conversations, and we always come away. I always come away thinking, hey, he's pretty smart. But we tend to agree. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, he, there's you another guy. He could his, do the you job. You just
0: killed his uh-huh. candidacy for a lot of the listeners, right? He now. could
1: do the job. You he know, could he do could these, do the job. Yeah. he, unfortunately, there's some politics there that the Oilers would be have to be bold. I'll say it plainly. I think he can do the job for sure it'd be a bold hire yeah it's gonna be interesting times it's it's you know there's I we just go through four guys that could absolutely do the job I'm gonna say a guy like Mike
0: Fuda could do the job he's been around a long time um 11 years in the NHL for Fuda yeah 19 years for Keith Gretzky
1: there you go he's All telling right. me Keith Gretzky couldn't I, run this team, can just he on run Kelly this
0: team. it's my belief that he was offered jobs with Arizona I know he was offered jobs in Columbus and Toronto before he went to Vegas, this is guy that's been a lot of organizations under right mm-hmm. screens for a long time. Right. So he's picked and choose where he's gone. Right.
1: Look at and even Hunter, who's run his own organization in London for so long, had a couple of years
0: under Lou Amorella. Right, and and lost to a very politically popular candidate. The Justin, Kyle Dubas, the Justin Trudeau of, uh, of <laughs> hockey personalities out there. Except I think I think uh, he's a real thing, though. I Dubas think, I think Kyle's got a little bit more. Uh Oh, what's the word we're looking for? There's yeah. a little bit more to it. Substance, how about? Yeah, and we're not even going to go down the no, SNC-Lavalin. The, SNC- the latest, well, that's, that's yeah. unbelievable today. Can't even Sta- watch The
1: Simpsons anymore without that coming up.
0: Stoffer Inspector brought to you by the horses and horse racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing industry. Guests in the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff, Oilers now sent you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, after hearing Speck talk about stuff that he really doesn't know a lot about, we're going to talk about uh, with Speck about stuff that he does know a lot about. What's it called? The Professional Hockey Writers Association? Oh, we're talking about that, are we? And the vote for Connor McDavid to be a finalist for the Hart Trophy. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.